the war between Israel and Hamas in the Gaza Strip at this particular time is not what it's all about. What this is all about is, is what God is preparing Israel for. If you look at it that way, we're about to study here and understand that this is a preparation for Israel that they'll be able to, the first three and a half years of the tribulation, to sacrifice. I'm going to get into that. We're going to understand that here in a minute. Folks, thank you for showing up. Welcome here to anyone and everyone. Several new people out there. What I'd like to do is explain to you how it is that I see this uh, in what it is that I do here. First of all, other sites. There's many of them out there. I used to call it the YouTube Ministries of End Times. There's nothing wrong with them. As far as I'm concerned, all of them, uh, whatever they're doing, talking about, are brothers and sisters in the Lord, and that's the way that I see them. Uh, next, let's see. The other thing was that I wanted to, before we, we got going here, explain to you is that I don't see myself, and I don't believe that I am a minister of the Word of God, nor am I a pastor of a church. I don't have out-of-body experiences. I've never had one. I don't hear voices. Um, I don't have prophetic dreams. I have dreams like everyone else, but they're just dreams, and most of them are forgotten before the morning even comes about. What I'm trying to say to you is that I see myself as sitting in a pew in a church with you folks. I don't see me from behind a pulpit. So when I say to you that I don't want you to ever take my word for it, because what I'm doing is I'm studying right along with you. I understand scripture a certain way. And when I really feel good about it, that's what I believe. And then I pass that on to you, but I don't ever expect you to believe me. That's why I give you the scripture. I want you to read that. And according to our understanding of what our Heavenly Father has said, he says that I give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Use it. If you believe Jesus as your Savior, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit. He is the teacher. So I don't speak with any authority. The authority is what the Bible says. Now, how we interpret it, that's up to us. And we're to study, to find, and to see, to be able to understand. And I believe that it was given us to know, to understand, and see when it would be that our Heavenly Father would make a way for the last seven years of the tribulation to show up, and that being the completion of Daniel 9:24 through 27, of the 490 years for the last seven still remain to be fulfilled there. So um, as far as I'm concerned, I appreciate you folks for the fellowship very much. And I have learned a lot from you folks. And um, <clears throat> that's what this site is to me and what it's all about and how I see it. With <clears throat> that out of the way, let me get into it. Got quite a bit I'd like to cover with you first. What's actually happening in the Gaza Strip is of less importance. There's two things you'll be looking for from my standpoint of view, my understanding. And, and that is, is, number one, you're going to be looking for if the hostages are ever found. And the other one is if the leader of this Hamas group within the Gaza Strip, and his name is Sinwar, if he should be found, taken alive or dead. Both those, the hostages being found, the Sinwar guy being found, either one of those, or both at the same time even, will be truly a big, huge turning point, and I'll explain why real quickly. 
because I believe and understand that within 1 Thessalonians 5, 3, when Paul speaks of the um, saying peace and safety, it's about those within Israel that have been displaced out of their house and they have lived in fear without any peace whatsoever for many years now. They had to evacuate their homes in the southern part of Gaza because of October 7th and Israel's afraid that's going to happen again. They can't even go back to their own homes during Hanukkah. Israel's really upset. The southern part of Israel is very upset with the, the Knesset, with all the people that run the government, because they kept on saying for years, are you ever going to eliminate this problem? And then the problem gets exasperated after October 7th, and Israel has no place to go, those that lived on the border. They are living in motels and hotels. When Sinwar is found killed when the hostages found returned that's going to be an important time because then those that have been evacuated from their homes on the border of Gaza going into Israel will say guess what we can finally return to our homes and we can live feeling safe and feeling that we have finally peace within that part of the land and that's where I think I believe and understand that uh, Paul within Thessalonians was telling them and that's for us to understand what's going on today now that'll also go on up into the northern part but that's where I want to stop <clears throat> the reason for that is 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 because this war is not the important part right now it, it inevitably beyond a shadow of any doubt this war will be won the war, not in Gaza only, but Hezbollah up north in Lebanon. Also, Syria and uh, Iran's army surrounding Israel in Syria, in Iraq, in Lebanon, and also those that are in the West Bank. It's not going to matter because those are all going to be won, but not by Israel. At Israel's speed and pace right now, it's going to take them a year and they're going to have to be battling the whole complete time. But remember, I said it's not about the war. It's about what God has said that he has planned for Israel. And that's Israel is to build a temple and to sacrifice. In order for God to accomplish that, he must remove all the surrounding problems that Israel has. That's what's going to happen. Let's get into some scripture. Let me go over it with you if I can. And I'll let you decide. Remember, you do not take my word for it, folks. I, I, I'll call myself a teacher. But again, I do not teach with authority. The authority is scripture. I'm only showing you where I get my understanding from. And then I expect you to take that to prayer and let the Holy Spirit guide you as he has me and all the others. And that's how it works. That's just the way I see it. If you don't mind, let's get right into it, folks, because I want to cover this. As so many of my past videos are gone, but this is going to kind of more or less summarize a lot of those that I have said in the past. Uh, some of you that are new here are going to have a way of catching up with me <clears throat> through what I'm about ready to do here. Okay, Revelation 12, folks, I want you to understand this. We're going to be paraphrasing, and I'm going to be jumping around, but I'll be explaining as I go where I get my understanding from. It'll be to you to read this on your own in prayer and take it to our Heavenly Father and ask that the Holy Spirit guide you. Amen for that one? Okay, let's get into it. Revelation 12, 
And there appeared a great wonder in the heaven. We've gone over this so many times. Uh, my site actually started here, this channel, I should say, uh, September 24th of 2017. Because when I read this, everyone was anticipating a rapture. And when it didn't happen, so many people lost faith, understanding, hope became angry, and I jumped in. And I said, no, I wanted to give you my feeling, my opinion. This is nothing more than just a sign given unto us that we should start paying attention. And uh, my videos went off from there. I was encouraged by a lady by the name of Ellie. And uh, she was one that uh, I, I partially give her credit for the site because she was the one that kept on encouraging me. She was the very first one that uh, ever replied to my very first video. And they're not available anymore. I'm sorry. Now, let's get back into the she, which is Israel. This is throughout scripture. She is Israel. It's talked about many times. Uh, being with child, here is something that is yet, but not born yet. So it's in the process of something that's going to happen. Being with child, just figure as a birth, travailing in birth, and uh, pain to be delivered. So it's up and coming, something that's going to happen here is something that is in Israel that is about ready to be birthed or brought out, but it is also causing Israel a lot of pain. Let's keep on going. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon. Let's understand, all of a sudden, here's our second great warning. And this has something to do with, and we're going to see here just in a minute, with Satan. It it's clearly states that this is Satan, the dragon. Now remember, Satan by himself is the head of the dragon. The body are those angels that decided to follow. Uh, the Satan, Lucifer was able to convince these angels that he would give them great authority and power by him and give them what it is that they want, that they would be recognized also. And they said, we agree with you, Lucifer, we're going with you. Then we understand that God said that that's not allowed in heaven. There's two heavens. Out of the first heaven, they were thrown out of. So this is what this is being talked about right here. The great red dragon. Okay, and now this right here is the strength and the power behind him as we talk about other countries. Okay, so that's another study in itself, but that's to be understood. Uh, this will also be seen then in Revelation 13, the first beast. So you understand there's an accumulation of countries that are warring against Israel. That's not what's being talked about today, though. <clears throat> And his tail drew a third part. Here's of what I just explained to you. That's those angels within heaven. One third of the angels builds the body of Satan's dragon, snake. Okay. Part of the stars of the heaven did cast them to earth, and the dragon stood before the woman. Here it comes. We're going back up here to she now, the child, she being the woman, which is Israel. <coughs> Excuse me. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered. Jump back up here again, being with child, travailing, ready to be birthed, to be delivered now, for to devour the child as soon as it was born. Ha ha, something's going to take place here. Okay, so we're being told, this is Revelation 12 now is our warnings. We're, we're told here, and from the very beginning, and we're told on down here to where our second warning is of this dragon. Now, she brought forth a man-child. This is something that's already happened, and just by the wording it, this is something that's happened before. I would really like to interject right now. Okay, I'm going to stop this for a moment, because I want to explain something to you that so many people get mixed up. 
And that is, is you see this man child, they're saying, uh, is Jesus, and I'm going to agree. But now the next part of it, let me, actually, let me jump back there. I want to do this because I want you to read it also. Uh, who was to rule the nation with the rod of iron? So this is talking about a man who is Jesus. He was a child. He was born. Christmas, grew up. Who was to rule the nation with the rod of iron? That is beyond a shadow of a doubt our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is something that's already happened. Now, and her child was caught up. This is a secondary. We're back up here again to understanding her being with a child, then we understand it is to be born. So here's something yet up and coming, but there's something that has already happened. Jesus is already in heaven. So who was to rule the nations? That's Jesus. But Jesus is the head. He's the head of the church. His body is the child. That's an explanation here given as a child in birth is during troubled times that God will deliver this child and it will be born and will be up in heaven completing the body of Christ. Okay, now back to what I wanted to say to you here. And that is, is a lot of people, <coughs> excuse me, folks. A lot of people understand that that whole sentence is all about Jesus. And I'm saying, well, there's one problem with that. This revelation is given to John. John is in heaven. Guess who's standing right next to John? Jesus. This is at the end of John's uh, commission, his mission. This is the end of his discipleship. He's on an island, Patmos, living in a cave. He's, he's now imprisoned to die there. And God calls him up to heaven and gives him this revelation. Where's Jesus? In heaven giving him this revelation. How is it that Jesus then can this be brought back up to heaven a second time? He's already in heaven. So as we understand the latter half of this, we can actually see now what it is that's being said. This is two parts, but yet a completion. The church. The church is raptured, brought up into heaven. He, Jesus, is complete. So... Uh, ready to be delivered. And here's Satan, our warning. He's going to try to stop this rapture. And she brought forth the child who was to rule the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up onto heaven. Caught up, the word here is translated to Harpazo. Got into his throne. When Jesus went up into heaven, there was no problems. He went up very casually. So that you can't compare the two, folks. This is definitely a division between the two, but yet is the completion of Christ and his body. And the woman, who's the woman? It's Israel. Fled into the wilderness where she hath had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there. Now, the wilderness as it was, but is not now, as of May 14th, 1948, Israel's made a nation again in one day and brought back into its land again. What was it prior to that? A wilderness. Okay, so uh, the woman fled into the wilderness, into this plan of Israel, land of Israel. Where else could it possibly be? And Israel's there today. Where she had had a place prepared of God that they should, and here, feed her. As if you're fed, as if you're taken care of, as if you don't have to worry about anything. You're going to have everything brought to you. You're going to be taken care of, fed. Here, there, 
1,000, oh, let's go right here. This equals three and a half years. Okay, there's your first three and a half years of the tribulation. Now, here she's going to be fed how? Well, God told us and explained to us that there will be a temple built as Israeli people will begin to sacrifice. For how long? Three and a half years. She's going to be fed for three and a half years. One of the things that's so important to understand, so many people miss, is what's going to be happening the first three and a half years. Israel is not going to be warred upon. That is the covenant that is enforced by Satan's helper. Satan lends his power to this person. The first beast, Revelation 13. But you see, it's set up in such a way that it is that he confirms a covenant that Israel believes it's going to be in its rest for seven years. But here it says three and a half. So Revelation 12 and Revelation 13, as soon as you finally decide to, you know, as, as soon as you're convinced that the last seven years of Daniel's prophecy, 924 through 27, is 490 years, 483 years have been complete, seven left over to begin at God's discretion, and we're told when that's going to happen is when that covenant is confirmed. But when we can finally see that Revelation 12 and Revelation 13 are broken into two halves, three and a half years in, in 12, three and a half years in 13, we can put those two together and understand what's taking place. Israel will be fed and taken care of for three and a half years. Or she will be fed. Let's go back over that again so we can complete this understanding here. Uh, brought back into her land again. After that, there will be a place prepared of God that they should be at a specific time be fed for three and a half years. It says so right here. That's the beginning. So anybody that thinks there's going to be Ezekiel 38 wars during the first half and they're against Israel, they have a hard time arguing this part away. It, it's right here. It says it very clearly to us. Am I pointing it to where you can see it? No, I'm not, and I am so sorry. Okay, she brought forth a man-child to rule the nations. Right iron, right here, fled into the wilderness, three and a half years. Remember, we divided that seven years into two three and a halves. All right, let's go on down now into the war. There's a war in heaven, it says right here. You can't, you can't really take this out of here. And it says right here, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. This is all of them. That's a third of the angels. Those are all of those, the fallen stars, if you want to call them that. But they all gather together. What for? They were to, to be able to, an attempt to try to uh, devour her child as soon as it was born. They're going to try to stop the rapture. So we're back on down here to the war. So these are all the angels get together, but there's no one dying here, folks. This is a war of, of, of Israel, um, I'm sorry, of Satan and his wanting to go back into heaven, but it's not allowed to. We're going to see that here in a minute. Okay? And prevailed not. Satan did not prevail. Neither was there a place found anymore in heaven. So you see, he's not allowed into heaven anymore, period. But he's not back down on the earth again. We're going to see no place in scripture that tells us that Satan has anything to do 
with that three and a half years where she is fed, Israel is fed. But we're going to understand where he is and what's going on and why. It, it'll just start falling into place. And so will so many other scriptures. Hey, let's go on down here. And the great uh, dragon which was cast out, that old serpent, uh, called the devil and Satan. Here he is, right here. That's the word we use him for mostly. Which deceiveth the whole world. And he was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. Where does he go? He goes back down to earth again. When? Three and a half years later. What's the war about? He's being held captive for three and a half years. Allowing Israel to be able to sacrifice for three and a half years. That's what the covenant's all about. That's why it's so important. And people want to relate uh, the covenant that they believe is a COP 28. has nothing to do with scripture at all, actually. The more you realize and see how this works, what it is that God's for, he's told us. He's telling us, folks, right here, Revelation 12, look up for when these things happen. They happened. And now we're looking forward into what it's being explained to us is going to happen. Let's go on down. And heard loud voice saying in heaven, now has come the salvation, the strength, the kingdom of our God. Here's rejoicing in heaven. Okay. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. He's not in heaven and can't do that anymore. The great accuser, the great deceiver of the world and his angels are removed from the earth for three and a half years. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and that by the word of their testimony, that they loved not their lives unto death. Rapture, folks, that's you. And therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. And the devil has come down unto you to have great wrath, because he knoweth that he has a short time. He doesn't have the full seven years that's, that's foretold in prophecy by Daniel's to happen. He knows he only has three, a short time left. He has three and a half years left. Let's go on a little bit further and you'll see that. You'll be, it'll be, folks, this will just fall into place. Okay? And when the dragon saw that he was cast down to the ears, persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. This is where Jesus came from. It was from Israel, for Israel. Okay, so... Matthew 24, 15, that's just one of my notes in there, but please understand, this is where Jesus warns the Jews that when they see Satan showing up, what are they supposed to do? They're supposed to run, take no clothing with you, do not go back to your home again. And we're going to understand what happens to him here in a minute. But the point is, that's mid-tribulation. So you see, Satan has been gone all that time, until mid-tribulation. Then he shows up. That's when your Ezekiel 38 war start. They come upon Israel where the walls, bars, and gates are lowered. They're sacrificing. They feel safe. They're dwelling safely at that time. And no, that doesn't have anything to do with Paul and them saying peace and safety. A whole other time. Got to put them in a timeline. Okay, let's keep on going here. Let's see. Yeah, I'm here. Into uh, the woman were given. Now, okay, brought forth the man-child. Now, here, and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, and be nourished for three and a half years. Middle of the tribulation, how much time do they have left when they fly, when they are spiritually hidden, folks? How much time do they have left? Three and a half years. 
So here it is right here. If you were to, to, to try to do a research on this, the two wings, and you were to do a research on fly, you will see that these together is a spiritual something happening. This is a divine intervention by God. This is how those then will run and flee and cannot be seen. And we're going to see that here in a second. Time and a half. Three and a half years. Let me go here. Three and a half years from the face of the serpent. You see, the serpent shows back up again, Satan, doesn't he? Mid-tribulation. Matthew 24, 15. Daniel 9:27. Mid-tribulation. The desecration of the temple. That's the end of the temple. Satan returns. And when he does, he attempts to try to kill as many Jews as he can. Let's go on and read. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water is a flood. Where people get this mixed up and they say, oh, maybe, uh, I don't know, the ocean and a big wave will come in. No, that's not what this is talking about. If we read this and take this into context, what it is that is being said is going to happen, we will see that this was a planned something to come up against Israel all of a sudden because Israel knows, I'm sorry, Satan knows he only has a short amount of time left. So what is he going to do? He's going to do everything he can to try to eliminate. He's angry. Eliminate the Israeli people. But watch this, okay? That flood that might cause her to be carried away, this war, whatever he's going to do. And this is the only other part in Scripture where I can find America might be involved. Now, there's uh, two places, and this is one of them. And the earth helped Israel. And the earth opened up her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. There was enough power within the people in the world to stop Satan from doing whatever he was going to do at that moment. But he's not done yet. He's going to continue, right? And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keepeth the commandments of God after their testimony and being forgiven and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So there's two three-and-a-half-year periods here, if you, if you followed that. <clears throat> the first three and a half years, God needs to prepare Israel. He has to set Israel up to be able to build a temple. What's taking place right now? As we understand Asaph, the prophet, in Psalms 83, when he made it clear, that's happening today. Well, Asaph also explains and understands that God needs to do something, and he says to do that, and God obviously has agreed to do that because there's the outcome, and the outcome would be Psalms 83, 17, and 18. Many will perish, many will be left to be at shame, and the whole world will know that it was Jehovah that won the war for them, that they will be able to see. What did God do? He eliminated all the surrounding enemies, exactly what was told in the first part of Psalm 83. So it just falls right into place, folks. You can see where we are, what's happening, what is to be expected, that somehow or another the peace and safety which is spoken of of Paul has something to do with Israel and its people. Finally not worried about missiles flying from the north, worried about the West Bank constantly stabbing the people, and they're worried about in southern uh, 
Israel, where Gaza kept on shooting rockets over. And then finally, of course, October 7th, they broke the fence, went in and just killed hundreds and hundreds of Israeli people. I want you to think about this, okay? If the hostages were not taken, and all, the only thing that happened was, is that Hamas entered in to Israel and went into a big war, it would have gone as far as it did. Because Israel got the military there in time to stop all that. Just, okay, no hostages, right? I doubt this would have gone on. I think Israel would have struck hard against Hamas. That would have just been the end of it. It wouldn't have been the Psalms 83 war, would have it? So do you understand the role that the hostages play within Scripture as it is seen right there, Psalms 83, the hidden ones? Asaph saw that. And thank you, Terry Geyser, you pointed out the hidden ones to be the hostages, Psalms 83. That that was the reason that Israel finally got fed up because their peace and their safety within Israel was no longer. And they realized that, and that means Israel made up its mind to finally start what God's going to finish. And when God does, the purpose is not to win the war for Israel, even though that's going to happen. Its purpose is what I just explained that Revelation 12 told us that it's going to be that God clears all those enemies out. Because like I said, if God doesn't do this, Israel's going to continue having problems with their different warring factions coming against them over and over and over. This could go on for years yet, but that's not what Asaph said. Asaph said, do unto them. That's enough. And it's apparent that God is going to do something. And again, it's his purpose. So this time is not about the war. It's already decided who's going to control Gaza. It's going to be Israel. It's already decided who's going to control Lebanon. It's Israel. It's already decided who's going to control the West Bank. It's Israel. It's already decided who's going to have control over the Jordan area. It's Israel. It's already decided from Damascus, probably on down, who's going to have control over Damascus. It's going to be Israel. Uh, Isaiah 17. So if you're putting all of this together right now, and we haven't even touched on other scriptures that only fortify this. The first beast in Revelation 13. How long does Satan give his power to him for? Three and a half years. There's your division within Revelation 13. Okay. I'm hoping that you're able to, to, to put this together in such a way that you're, you're realizing where it is that we are in Scripture, and that's what I do. Any news that is new as it pertains to Bible prophecy of end times, as we have our fellowship together that we can realize, understand, we can talk to each other about this. And what I did is I gave you my understanding of all this, but I am not to be believed. You need to take that to Scripture and read it yourself because God didn't make it available to just me. He makes it available to everybody. And to be able to get it right, all we need to do is believe Jesus is our Savior. Isn't that amazing? Because God says then you get the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. Yeah, you can call me a teacher if you want, but not of authority. Authority is the word which is written in Scripture. Authority is the prophets and the apostles. That's, they were the ones of authority. All as we're doing is we're just figuring out what they say through fellowship.
we get it correct. For if there is a multitude that believe something and there are a few that don't, who is more than likely going to be right? So it is the job of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus said when he ascended into heaven, the teacher I will send you will be the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came 10 days later after Jesus ascended into heaven. He's already in heaven way before John ever wrote the book of Revelation. And he says, I'll send you that. And it was then when the Holy Spirit ascended onto the Jews and then they saw that the Holy Spirit also descended upon the Gentile world. The end of the Gentile, no, the end of the church is when this last seven years starts because they are the ones that are taken home, the believers. And that's how it, it, it folks, that's just scripture. I think as time has gone on has just become much more accepted by me because I had my doubts too. So folks, um, until the next video, which something happens in Israel, again, the two things I'm expecting myself. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm expecting it because Israel is really getting close. It appears it's getting close to narrowing down the area into which this um, Sinwa guy could be captured and where he is more than likely so are those hostages. And it's, it's getting close. I, weeks away, I don't know. But that would then, Israel would say, Look, here, for this moment in time, not forever, just that moment in time, where the Jewish people can finally say, let's move back into our houses again in southern Gaza. I'm sorry, southern Israel on the Gazan border. We can move back in because guess what? There's no more fear of missiles coming over. Israel has completed that mission, and it's done now. And then they will finally say, maybe we can have some peace. Maybe we, we, we can actually dwell, live safely. And that's those that were evacuated and also those that didn't have to evacuate, but they still lived in constant fear. That fear will be gone. And they'll think peace, finally. And they'll think safe. And then guess what happens? Sudden destruction. That's when God steps in. And what he does is he completes the next prophecies that need to happen for a purpose, and that purpose is that Israel is allowed to build a temple and sacrifice exactly what Scripture says is going to happen. Good? Everyone good for now? Folks, everyone to this site, again, welcome here all. So much appreciate your fellowship. I was a little overwhelmed this last time in my emails, but I learned a lot. Uh, I can see where this, you know, that's why I said what I did about you don't take my word for it. Too many people thought that I was preaching and teaching as a, an authority. I'm not. I wanted to get that cleared up. I did, hopefully. And then I gave you the understanding for the purpose of what's happening right now, today. And uh, so that you can feel at rest, feel at ease that our Heavenly Father is, I believe, ready to take action in order to fulfill the last seven years of Daniel's prophecy as foretold. And the warnings were given. Good, folks. Until next Sunday, I sure do appreciate this all that you've given me. Heavenly Father, please, in your, Jesus, in your Son's name, Jesus, we pray for us to be able to understand, to comprehend, to bring this understanding to us, Heavenly Father. That's something we just need to give you thanks for that I don't think we do give you enough. But let us understand that today. 
how it is that you're helping us. And also special blessing, Heavenly Father, please, to all of those that are searching and trying to find these answers. Thank you, Heavenly Father, again. In our Lord Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Folks, until next Sunday, I hope this was helpful.